Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show, the show within the show. We try to bring you inside the DA show each and every week, and you can get this on the normal DA show podcast feed. So if you follow the DA show, subscribe to the DA show on podcast. You'll see this. The PGP pops up every week right around Tuesday's show after Tuesday morning show. But also, you can get it on its own podcast feed. Just search Permission Granted, and you should be able to find the podcast there. Each one, you could subscribe, and either one, just rate and review us to help other people find it, and that would help out a lot. I, there are so many ways we can go with today's PGP, but I don't know if there's any other place to begin but the evil Mirage storyline. This is one of the most remarkable storylines ever to come out of the DA show. I, I had no idea it was happening. Somehow Mirage had been sitting on this for eight years and having it kind of torture his life silently. Mirage believed going into Tuesday's show, this was his trash Tuesday, there was a guy who was trying to ruin Mirage's good name and reputation in his hometown. There was a guy who was calling himself Sean Forash, and Sean spelled with a W instead of a U, like Mraz's name, and has been leading political rallies, has been getting in the news, has been a bit of a rabble-rouser, trying to draw attention to himself, but this has led to many people confusing the two and staring at Mraz in disgust at the supermarket, texting Mraz, I thought you were better than this, and generally just confusing the two, which is bizarre because Sean Forash, who we'll call the evil Mraz, has appeared on camera and he doesn't look anything like Mraz. So I don't know why they're getting this confused, but Mraz going into Tuesday's show believed that this guy was setting out to ruin his life. Let's just dig into this a little bit and, and back up. Coming into Tuesday morning, did you really believe this guy was out to get you, or did you just believe it was a bad coincidence that happened to be dragging you into it? Uh, I, I really believed that it was somebody who did not like me, who was leading rallies and stuff, and rather than use their own name, was going to spin off my name because they either didn't like me because they knew me from my actual town somehow or knew me from WFAN in New York and knew I was from West Babylon, as has been mentioned, and it was just an easy cover. I truly believe this absolutely involved me. So... You had also had support from family and friends. Danielle, your wife, felt like this guy was purposefully using your name. And did you have other friends that also believed the same thing? Yes, especially when you start realizing that a lot of them are Facebook friends with this person and realize they don't know this person at all and thought it was just me. Now, I know. I understand how crazy this all must sound. And in the end, it looks like it may be really crazy how it must all sound. But... When you start doing the research and nobody could find a paper trail of this guy belonging to this town and he's saying he's from it and has this name and it's not just the political stuff. He was popping up on radio message boards that nobody would even know existed unless you worked in the industry and is writing in sports rants and stuff under this name and you see that name and you see it's from West Babylon. People are immediately, their brain is going to turn to my name and wonder, am I spelling my name wrong? Obviously, the people maybe don't listen to the show, see me now go by his Mraz, go... 
you know, I could have a million different alter egos here. And, and those who didn't see this guy appear on camera, and at first I really didn't either, only saw his name in print. There were so many avenues here where none of this made any sense as to how it's it's too coincidental to be true. You know, that was kind of the theory for a lot of people. You had a family member or a friend that worked in the clerk's office? A a neighbor of my, where I grew up, my parents doubles now get this as both a clerk at the town of babylon and in the administrative office at the school district in west babylon so i just needed her to do her computer work here so before i go crazy i presented her my case i said nobody could seem to find that they actually know this guy despite being friends with him did this person ever graduate west babylon high school and better yet can we find him with any registration coming up as a town of west babylon resident she ran checks on all of these things, and nothing came up. Now, again, this person is giving quotes to places saying, this is his name, and he's from this town, and there is no paper trail whatsoever of that person existing in the town. So you end up unveiling this today. I had no idea about the storyline. This is one of the craziest storylines you've ever come yes. to the show with. And I you felt it was good for trash, yeah. I felt it was good for Trash Tuesday. And the reason it was timely <laughs> was... You have to understand, this guy, kind of like a stalker, has has reappeared over the years several times in the last eight years. I brought that up. Different things, maybe, you know, just popping up in a newspaper here or something there, and it's always the, the text. But because of the politically charged climate we are in and the rallies back and forth that have been going on, he was front and center with quotes all over the newspaper on Monday morning that everybody was picking up following all the Trump coronavirus stuff. And it prompted several co-workers to contact me, several other people who maybe weren't aware that the storyline had been going on to go, dude, what are you doing, man? Spending your football Sunday at a rally? Like people not even, <laughs> people not even joking around, just assuming, oh, this is the name you're giving because you don't want your real name out there. And it drove me up a wall and I had to go back and, and go through the archive again to the Facebook stuff, re-ask some questions again. A lot of my day yesterday while you guys were preparing for on Monday for the Rays tweet storm was trying to figure out how to clear my name because there are people seriously in this small town that think this guy is me because they keep seeing it come up in print and questioning basically my, you know, how good a person I am. And it really, look, I don't care where anybody goes politically. That's not my thing. I'm not, I don't really care one way or another. I mean, I care, but I don't. But bottom line is this. I'm not the political rally kind of guy. And to have that now as a notch that people think this is me, I had to clear my name. And to have this forum on Trash Tuesday seem like the only avenue I could do this today. So it's on record forever. It lives forever in podcast form. This guy is not me. I needed that out there. So you do the trash. <clears throat> I am floored. I can't stop laughing. Me, Bilotti, and Bogus are just in tears, <clears throat> really, for the first time in a long time, I had tears in my eyes. I was laughing so loud. I had my sides hurt. <clears throat> and by the end of the show, we realize that we have verification on his identity. Zach Gelb, of all people. Oh. Zach Gelb, who hosts the evening show on CBS Sports Radio, who has already been a bit of a thorn in your side. He claims that he knows this dude. Oh. And that this dude once upon a time in eighth grade, went to sports casting camp and they did shows together. Now, this is in eighth grade. So your your reaction here is that Zach Gelb is lying, that Zach Gelb is in on this. What are you thinking at that point? So, again, I'm trying not to sound insane. I've seen a lot of movies where people go crazy, and I'm not trying to act like I'm going crazy, but... I watch a lot of these hidden camera shows. This feels like, to me, one of the longest con game Joker jokes ever. It also should be noted that Zach Gelb's father, Bob, has worked at WFAN for a long time as well. He's been around the station for a long time. When he tells me he's involved, it's either one of two things. He doesn't really know him, Zach does, and he thinks it will be a good storyline for his show, which I don't want to make Zach out to be that way. But, look, anything's on the table at this point. Or... He knows whoever this person is, and he's told him to use this name because it would be funny. Maybe Zach was an immature kid at that point that knew I worked there or something like that. I, I'm sorry. To me, in the world of and definitions of coincidences, this there is too many connecting dots here for this to just be the simple, craziest coincidence of all time. There, there are too many. There are too many. So part of the backstory here 
is that Mraz believes that when he began working at WFAN in 2012, that this evil Mraz, seeing real Mraz's success from a small town, decided to latch on to Mraz's identity and began posting on sub-internet WFAN message boards and sports radio message boards. In fact, Cap dug up today a YouTube video where this guy called the overnight host on WFAN and had a take about why Peyton Manning should not sign with the Jets. I guess this was around the time when he signed with the Broncos. That's how long ago this was. And Mraz believed that because he is one of the biggest celebrities ever to come out of West Babylon, this guy decided to, to jump on the Mraz celebrity train. Now, again, this is back when Mraz had absolutely no celebrity. Right. And so your, your belief is going back eight to ten years that the only way this guy is using that name so close to yours on message boards and calling up WFAN is if he knows you through WFAN. Yes, he's a sports listener of some sort that is from Long Island of some sort, hears me talk about Long Island in a minor board op role and realizes I'm going to, this is the guy I need to be. Oh, I, that name sounds good. I'm going to spin off this name, and this is the name I'm going to go by. There's something there that happened. Or he didn't like me, so uh, I'm going to I'm gonna really terrorize this guy with this. There, there, it just has to be. It has to be. There can't be a Sean Morish and a Sean Forish who both got into sports radio and are, are both from West Babylon, Long Island. Like, that doesn't happen. That's not the real world. I'm not going crazy. Now, do you have other people in your past? Do you have other people in your your life that have become enemies of you because you're a loud mouth or, or, or maybe because... Back in the day, you did something to them in the schoolyard, or there's just some internal well, rivalry? Definitely. I mean, there are definitely people that probably don't like me. I mean, I think there were times where my fat, funny guy antics probably rubbed people the wrong way because, you know, or, or maybe me just defending myself or I wasn't easy to pick on or even, you know, playing hockey. I was a bit of enforcer in the local leagues growing up and stuff like that. People thought maybe I was a dirty player at times. Remember, Mr. Six did reference an unfortunate spitting incident in flag football. There have been some dark markers in my history that I wish I could have back. Of course, I feel like I've matured and grown, but there's no telling who I've annoyed and ticked off, not to mention. But you don't have a... any actual examples of somebody no, being like. Your no, but that's, but that's the thing. It would be too obvious if I did. Um, my guess is I probably have several people that hate me that I would never know or maybe people I never even knew existed that hate me and I wasn't sure of it because I could have done X, Y, or Z. And, and forget, I mean, who knows who I annoyed making sandwiches in West Babylon at Subway too. People might have hated me from there. Because it's not crazy to have like internet trolls who just have a hair up there, you know what, and just go right. after you all the time and create you know, one or two anonymous or multiple anonymous uh, Twitter handles or whatever, and they just right. badger you incessantly. In our position, that does happen a lot. Yes. I certainly have people that just have Twitter handles that come after me relentlessly. So that is that is par for the course. A normal person without yes. our platform in our industry might not have somebody that just badgers them relentlessly. Right. And if this person is really, truly into sports radio, maybe I didn't actually know them at all personally, but it could be one of those things where they feel like they're going to have some career. So some kind of sickness leads them to, oh, okay, well, this guy's from Long Island. He's in sports radio. So let me twist his name. And this is going to be my persona. The only thing, though, where your theory fell through to me is that he never directly did anything to you. He never right. reached out to you. He never said anything about you. He didn't try to tear you down. So it seemed weird that a guy would try to co-opt your name or you know leverage your celebrity and, quote, ruin your life, but never actually do anything to you. Well, yes and no, because remember, there is that initial dealing with him where he took to these underground message boards and were openly bashing my bosses with a name that looked so similar to mine. So you could make the case in his head this was, I'm going to annoy these bosses so much to the point they have to fire Sean Morash because they think Sean Forash is him. So then comes the big thing today where you tweet to, re to reiterate this Sean Farash that is 
in the news and claiming to be from my same town with a spinoff version of my name is not me. And Evil Mraz, he responds by saying, I'm more fun than you are too. All good. So now it seems like he's poking the bear. Yes. And you say, more fun than me. I'm legitimately the funniest person to be a public figure from West Babylon. I got to say, out of all the lines ever, that has to be one of your most egotistical. See, okay. I wrote that line knowing you guys would laugh at that line. But also, I don't think it's egotistical. That's the joke. How many public figures are from West Babylon that ever made anybody give a chuckle? I'm not even really a public figure. But he said more fun, not more funny. Okay. And again, this is the other problem with me in reading comprehension. I realize that now I misinterpreted what he said because I was so worked up and couldn't believe he answered me. Okay, so now during the show, you've got an interaction with this guy. Why you have not tried to address him on Twitter yet until today, I have no idea. Eight years, he's been taking up residency in your head, creating anxiety, paranoia. Yes. And yet you have not addressed him directly until today. Yes. He responds, you respond, be honest, this isn't your real name, and you did a weird spinoff of my name because you know who I am. Again, pretty self-important there. Sean Forash, Evil Mraz, responds, damn, you got me. I've been exposed. Can't believe they are getting us confused. You don't wear a tricorn hat too, right? You respond, you would agree the odds of this are insane, right? He responds, oh, absolutely. The confusion is actually quite funny. If you get a few of those nasty ones who hate me but think they hate you, keep them. You... LOL, fair. Fair, yes. So by the end of the show, has your conspiracy theory been debunked? All right. If you had to ask me honestly, no joking around, I sit here recording this post-show on Tuesday feeling like maybe this is a coincidence. It probably is a coincidence. And I'm maybe feeling this guy out a little bit because is he going to be a total jerk where he does hate me? But... By saying, like, he's trying to play nice with me, so I don't know if he's trying to suck me in. My guess is this probably is a coincidence, but I can't have my heart fully commit because that's when I'm going to get sucker punched here. So I'm going to play coy, play it nice, because I have to play it nice, because if this guy is some kind of evil genius, I can't get burned either and make a bigger enemy here. What about when you say LOL? I mean, it sounds like you've put it to bed. It's been debunked. I'm just easing any tension to let him know I'm not coming after you because you may be real. Maybe. That was an LOL. And I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just, I'm so confused. This sounds crazy, and we're really talking this out in real time. I never expected after my Trash Tuesday that we would get to a couple hours later and having Zach Gelb know him, this guy respond to me. I never, <laughs> ex- you know, this guy has been a tormented figure for eight years. This is something that, as I'm trying to talk to in real time, I just need to be honest with you. I'm going to have to really think this through and decompress and and go through the param, parametrics or the paramutations of this throughout the day uh, just to understand where where I'm at here and what I'm fully believing. There, this I know this is probably stupid, and people are like, what are you talking about? There's a lot here that has been tormenting me with this guy, and now he seems like he's like, being normal to me, even though I, I don't know. There's just too much on the plate here. Well, I mean, the thing is, he's never been mean to you. He's never been directly mean or aggressive to well, you. So what he's doing right now is not necessarily out of character. Right. And I think that's what's confusing me, too, because I, do, I can't come out of this with me looking like the bad guy and Sean Forash looking like <laughs> I've been the one tormenting him. So that is another part of this. I need if he's going to be nice right now, am I going to be mean to him back because this really could be one of the greatest misunderstandings in American history. And it sounds I, like it is. It sounds like we already know that right. it is. I mean, I mean what I mean, what do you think he's hiding if he's being nice to you on Twitter? I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, can I just I can I just counter answer this right now so I'm not going crazy? You can at least admit when we rattle off everything that's unfolded here that this is extremely crazy right like i'm I'm not that nuts like this is kind of crazy yeah there's there's the part of it that is crazy is that you're from a small town 
So the, therefore, the odds are low that somebody would have a name that close to you and you wouldn't know them and nobody would know him. That part is odd because if you were from a big city, you'd be like, this is not that big a deal. But what's what where you go astray with this is assuming that when you were a nobody, he was looking to capitalize on your celebrity. That feels really weird to me. Like you were a part-time board op. Why do you think he would pick your name to try to like parody? Again, this wasn't just my theory. This was several other people that worked behind the scenes at WFN at the time. When his name appeared like this on these message boards that are not like obvious WFN.com message boards, they're like, you have to be like in the know to even know how to get here because I didn't even know they existed. And he's bashing bosses under that name. Everybody who worked there behind the scenes maybe all felt the importance of ourselves and said, well, how, what are the odds of, of all of the names? It's one of us that works behind the scenes that people hear our names on the other side of the glass or something like that. Like, I think it was the coworkers that really fed into that with me because they were the ones really selling it to me because I wouldn't have even seen it at the beginning. And then from there, it just kind of spiraled where anytime this person's name came up, it was everybody contacting me. So I, I, I do want to say I probably got sucked in the weird cyclone of this and maybe that fed the own ego. But again, when anytime he surfaces, it's other people coming to me asking me if this is me. How else am I supposed to you know, not think that at some point, if that many people are thinking this is me, how am I not supposed to think this is a troll job of me? So... <sighs> You so you, maybe your small piece of paranoia became overwhelming because other people fed it, fed it, and were the ones bringing it to the table to me, and not the same people. Like anytime his name would appear, it would be a new cast of people in my life or at work that would be like, "Whoa, did you see this name? Like, is this you?" So, I mean, I would say, venture to guess, this didn't come up on the show. We are eight years into this guy appearing in my life. I would say five <laughs> to six times in some way, shape, or form. My guess is there are at least anywhere between 40 to 50 people, different people, that have sent me something from this name being printed somewhere, questioning if it was me doing some kind of spin-off troll job, alter ego thing. So, like, if that's 40 to 50 people over the years doing this, including six new ones yesterday, uh, you tell me, that many different people are, are, are pounding your head with this? You're not going to think that a little bit? And in the end, I end up sounding crazy on the air like I have this big ego? I mean... Hey, 40, 50 people over the years tell you that you're not going to think that? Well, okay, maybe so. But again, where it all goes awry is that just because you didn't know him, you assumed he was out to get you. And he didn't do anything to you. He didn't post as your name on those WFAN message boards. Right, he didn't try to get you into trouble. He didn't tweet at you mercilessly. He didn't sick anybody on you. There was no evidence that he was actually out to get you. In the end, if this went to trial, <laughs> yes, you're right. All this is is circumstantial. There's actually no hard evidence, especially if it turns out that this really is his real name. But I could tell you, D.A., the idea also, because again, there's so many different things we got to go through. Why is his name not registered and coming up anywhere that exists other than a Facebook? Like, well, to me, that I means mean, it's not his real name. I think that it's possible that it's his real name and he just doesn't live in West Babylon anymore. And maybe he was born there and from there, but that he lives somewhere else. And so that's why it doesn't come up for a West Babylon name. Maybe, but then, I mean, even yesterday, the newspapers are still saying this is where he's from. So he's clearly telling new reporters that that's where he's from. Wouldn't you say where you live now? Like, to me, this person has to be hiding something. Like, there's something still off here that nothing's coming up as registered. I mean, we've crossed every bridge. And he's friending people that I'm friends with on Facebook. It turns out they don't know him. Well, like, that's, he's trying to, trying to pad his West Babylon resume. That's the best case you have. The best case you have is why is a guy friending your friends if they don't know him and there's no connection? Yes. That is a good one. But again, he hasn't done anything that would affect you negatively directly. So there's no evidence that he's actually trying to target you. 
Okay, I, you're right. I would have to take some kind of plea, which would be the second time this week on this, if I, you know, went after him. But this is why people, when they're in real cases or real lawsuits, hire lawyers, DA, because I'm, I'm like forgetting evidence as we talk this through. And I just brought up the clerk's office. I brought up the Facebook thing. Like this is an, an enormous melting pot. It's like when Joe D's mom made the sauce. Like there are so many things you could add ingredient wise to this that you seem to have a retort for or an answer for, but. At some point, aren't there too many ingredients just to say, this doesn't make any sense. Mraz has to be onto something here. <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, the guy seemed pretty nice on Twitter, so I don't know why. Again, yeah, why so nice? This Nobody's ever that nice in general. And somebody at all these rallies, maybe preaching some hate now, he's suddenly going to be ultra nice on Twitter. There's something off here. <laughs> Well, we could not, we could not have built a better uh, subplot. We talked about this on the show on Monday. You had dropped by the house on uh, on Saturday. It was a great day. Great to see Taylor. Great to see your wife. Great to see you. My dad and mom came over as well. We had some food. We had some beers. The pumpkin beers were going down way too smooth, way too easy, watching some football. And then we had a, uh, a little nip of whiskey at the end as a, uh, a salute salutation that you get in the car i i can't believe you were thinking about a belly rumbling at my house and it's without traffic about two hours back to your place i can't believe you chose to go in the car and wait it out now you have you have done the deed at my apartment at the birthday why did you decide not to do it on saturday at my house well number one i knew i'd never be able to live it down because i knew it'd be a mess Number two, story of my life, I made errors, all right? Your wife had made wonderful desserts. They were all delicious, all apple-themed. I mean, we had basically like an apple suplex on the table. And she put down vanilla ice cream. And that might be my ultimate weakness is ice cream. You don't do ice cream when you're having heavy pumpkin beers all day. Like, just that's just something you don't do, but I couldn't resist. My belly was a melting pot, and I had a couple choices to make. All right. And it's almost like when you play Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Choice A was give me five minutes and destroy one of DA's bathrooms. But remember, you'll be called a pig or whatever else for a month, and it's something you're not going to be able to live down. Choice two was get in a car and make my wife with a sleeping baby pull over somewhere in upstate New York or New Jersey where she has no idea where we are for me to use a public restroom during a COVID-19 pandemic. That was going to be a tough sell. Choice three was... Roll the dice, take a deep breath, know the amount of fluid you need into your body to create the wedge block, as I said, and just try not to think about it for two hours and get yourself home. Find a way to get it home. Play some good defense and get home. To me, that seemed like the most sensible choice. Now, what happens when you make a choice like that is sometimes it can backfire and sometimes you end up in an oopsie scenario. I must admit, I packed an extra pair of clothes, everything, shorts, underwear, wow. shirt. You know why. I mean, well, I, I guess you don't know why. Some little warmer weather gear I could have had. You never know. Something happened. I figured I could have slipped, ripped my underpants, fallen in an apple orchard, something like that. But knowing that, I also realized if there was to be an oopsie on the way home, I was going to be okay. I was going to get yelled at by my wife, but I'd be able to change and not ride home pantsless the rest of the way. So to me, choice three, although dicey, felt like the most sensible option, knowing what was going on inside my stomach. Wow. So you actually opted for discipline. You had prepared for all potential situations and then opted for discipline and accountability. Yeah, it's just good coaching. It's good coaching. It's knowing your roster. It's it's knowing how to play to the strengths. And that's exactly exactly what I did. And honestly, every good coach makes a mistake, right? Every good coach punts when they should go for it on fourth. My mistake was having the ice cream. I was prepared to have pumpkin beers. I was prepared <laughs> to have food off the grill. And I knew I would be okay. It, the moment I inserted dairy into that equation, it's like keeping a fullback on your 53. You just don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You insert dairy like I did. And I didn't see dairy coming either. But, you know, when something comes up on the waiver wire, sometimes you just can't resist picking it up. It, it created this situation for me. But I read, I reacted. And you know what? In the end, it was a happy story because I got home fine. Your bathroom was fine. My underpants were fine. And everybody won. 
it's very true. I I was appreciative that you did not decide to take your day of pumpkin beers and ice cream and apple desserts out on my restroom because I remember the damage left at my apartment after the birthday and it was devastating. So I'm glad that that didn't happen again. And I got to say, I don't know how many people I know would opt for the two-hour drive home knowing that there was a bit of a situation bubbling. So in many ways, when you have ignored accountability and responsibility in this way, you, you really stepped up to the plate. I mean, you did not take the easy way out there. I, I agree. And I would actually say, for me personally, this makes up for the PGP oopsie. You know, it wasn't that long ago we were sitting here this very time you of the day, this very time of the hour, and we had an oopsie that you could never forgive me for. I think I've righted the wrongs of that oopsie by not ruining your bathroom and making it home without an oopsie. I do think that uh, kind of like we've talked about that Nets Celtics trade, if at the end the Nets win a title <laughs> later on, I think it was very clear the Celtics won, a t- won that trade, but maybe the Nets win a title first. I think it's very clear the oopsie won the day that day, but maybe by doing what I did Saturday, I've won a championship first. I don't know if there's any way for you ever to live down the oopsie on the air, but this was an admirable effort that we all appreciate, and I know that, including my plumbers. Boy, what the heck did we just do for a half an hour? So that's, <laughs> that's only the start of this bonanza because side B has once again swing or a miss, and did you know you have production elements for it? I, there seems to be production in my email, so we're looking to play around, looking to insert it. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be some fun editing. And I have a, a nice five-pack I've put together. I'm prepared with Bogus. So I'm sure we're going to just briefly touch on the Sean Forash situation with him real quickly. And we're going to get to a little swing or a miss. Swing or a miss has production elements. My dream has come true, and it's next on Side B. It's Side B, the PGP. This is Mraz, host of Side B, the executive producer of the DA show. And we got a little tripod, a little threesome, a little three-way. It's me. It's Andrew Bogus. It's Pete the Body Bilotti back on the PGP. Good afternoon, morning, whatever the heck it is. How do you do what you do, gentlemen? What was that? Well, yeah, I mean, this <laughs> is the worst threesome ever. How do I get out of this? Where's the escape hatch? Yeah, yeah, this is a threesome no chick ever wants to walk in on. No question about or, that. Or dude. Person. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, howdy doody do indeed. Uh, we will get the swinger miss in just a moment, but piggybacking off of side A and the interrogation case that was the great mystery surrounding Sean Forash seems to be coming to an ending where he is a real person, something I'm going to have to digest and deal with and realize the last eight years have been a hold. Just you know, real briefly, to both of you guys here, I, I, I didn't tell you guys this was coming on Trash Tuesday. I laid out the facts that the people he was Facebook friends with thought it was me. The clerk's office has no record of him. This person keeps appearing in real underground radio message boards. Now, I understand that this might sound ridiculous, but can we all at least agree that this seems a little too coincidental for at least me to have this theory? You want to go first here, Peter, or should I take it? Oh, no, you can take this one. I got I to really <laughs> sit on it. <laughs> I mean, it is obviously strange, and I don't know what the mathematical odds would be that somebody whose name is so close to yours lives so close to you. Um, I mean, that is strange, but like it ends there. I don't, I still don't understand how that takes you to this guy is trying to ruin my life when he's actually not attempting to ruin your life. And if he wanted to ruin your life, I feel like he used your actual full identity, not make it one or two off. Like he'd want to go and make people think that he was actually Sean Marash when he was doing whatever. So it would definitely be held against you, not lead to confusion as to why are these two names so similar. So, yeah, it starts with a coincidence, but you took it into a place where I think few people would have taken it. I understand that and I hear that. But to me, the genius of it was changing a couple letters of the name. That's what I kept coming in on. Pete, your thoughts. I think you're an idiot. Uh, honestly, Pete's back on the PGP. I, I, I do. Uh, I mean, I think you live sometimes in a bubble where it's just you and the people that are at Bob's bar that live in West Babylon um, or lived in West <laughs> Babylon. Um, now, how, how many people you think live in West Babylon? I mean, there's probably like 8,000 people. Does that sound right? 
All right, well. No, because I looked today. <laughs> it's like 45,000. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. No way. 45,000? I meant to say that during the show, you're talking of West Babylon as if it's like this like tiny speck island in the middle of the Pacific, and it's amazing that you got here. Like currently there's forty thousand plus people living there. It's close enough to New York. Like so all of the things are thrown completely out of whack. Like it's possible you're not the funniest person ever from West Babylon. And it is possible that people with similar names live in the same area because it's not three blocks wide. It's a big, pretty big place. And first, yes. of, and first of all, Geraldo is funnier than you. That, I don't think that, so. That's the first thing. I mean, I when, you, so. when you open a vault and you, you build it up as a big thing and there's nothing in it, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Look, I get it. And my high school hasn't really produced a lot of winners. I think there was a guy from Top Chef, you know, me and uh, and Geraldo. I, I will stand on that. I will die on that hill that I am absolutely the funniest public figure to come from the town. But, guys, I mean, we know last names, right? There's Bilotti's, there's Bogish's, there's Morash's, there's Smith's, there's Jockalones. There's not a lot of Forash's and Morash's. So, I, again, to have that name, why is he also friending people that I know on Facebook that he doesn't even know? Like, he's padding a West Babylon resume that doesn't exist, guys. Now, I think he's... Because maybe he wants to be right. known, but not by you. But I think he's trying to work also off of... He, he might also try to be working off of your friends and like, oh, hey, these are the people that are in his business. I'm going to try to build my brand and be friends with them and just build his... Out, not not to impersonate you, but just to tag along, basically. All right, I, and truth seer before we get to swing or a miss, because we are going to have Zach Gelb on the show on Wednesday. Does Zach Gelb legitimately know him, or is this a Zach Gelb con game to try to get involved in a CBS Sports Radio bit that doesn't involve him? Now that's your question. Oh, he, I mean, you know, he knows him. I mean, he's again, he's uh, he sent me. A, like a back and forth IM right. conversation about them meeting up in 2009 to record a show. I don't, unless I'm that ignorant, I mean, I don't know how you would create that with timestamps and other notes around it. I mean, he knows the guy. I, that would be too hard, at least in my head. Um, that's impossible for him to have created. I, I will say that it, there's more of a chance of that than this guy being your. Uh, basically trailing you every move you make but i still think i agree with bogish uh, i can't see zach gelb doing this as much as he would likes to hop in on any conversation he can he's i don't think he's doing that here i don't think he's wasting the time there's a sickness here guys there's a sickness and i can't get down with it i can't believe how much this got run on the show and it should just also briefly be noted pete what the heck was that trash Tuesday you brought to the table? People who get off lines and say, look at that line. I have never seen DA so astonished at a trash come out of your mouth. Well, that might have been your topper of all toppers. But first I don't even off, get it. First off, all right, I'll give you I'll give you a lady lay the lady of the land, folks. Uh, oh, the lady of the land? Well, whatever it is. I'll lay out what happened. I'm at the bagel store and there's a long line out the door, and then there's these these two uh women that come out, older women that come out. They point to the line after they have ordered, and they say, oh, wow, look at that line, as we're all standing there miserable trying to get into the bagel store and, and, and order our stuff so we can move along. That That's annoying. I mean, we don't need to hear that. Just get in the car with your bagels. That's all. That, that's my problem. I'm more confused than ever, Bogus. You got to move. You got the worst <laughs> stores around you. People who can't like make their bagel order fast enough for you. This weird line conundrum. I know you're looking for a house. Find one as soon as possible and get to a new location, or just do your shopping somewhere else. Maybe. I think I'm going to change up the bagel store. This all this stuff happens at the same bagel store. Is it that famous bagel store? I know nobody cares about this in Long Beach, right on the main strip there, whatever you call it. Uh I'm going to say no. The one that also has the food truck at the beach? Oh, it used to have the food truck at the yeah. beach. The same one? Uh, I will say yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't like that place either. Bad chicken salad. <laughs> so I can understand the problem. All right. Now, without further ado, gentlemen, it's swing or a miss. Were DA's headlines clever or corny? Swing and a miss. It's swing or a miss. Mraz's bright idea only on the PGP. That's right, production involved here. All right, 
Bogus, Bilotti, you're new to this game, so you'll get your thoughts. I have pre-picked a miss or a hit. If you feel, or anybody in the audience feels, you can tweet at us, at CBS Sports Radio, at Mraz, CBS, at Andrew Bogus, at Pete the Body. If you disagree on misses or hits, that's absolutely fine. Remember, these are headlines we have on Twitch. If you watch twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio, watchda.com, or read our podcast titles at radio.com. DA creates these. We like some. We hate them. Boys, if you disagree on them as misses, the ones that I've laid out, if you disagree on them, hits. By all means, let's have some fun. Bogus, you want to uh, begin with one of the misses I sent or a hit I sent? I got three misses today, two hits. Where do you want to go? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with a miss, and because there's a problem now developing, the, the, one of the misses you suggested is Dallas desperation. Can the Cowboys fix that defense? Now, I will agree that Dallas desperation seems like the easy way out. Quick little alliteration, like no big deal. Like that was, I'm not going to think about this one. Dallas desperation, first thing in my head, let's go. But the problem is you've suggested a better one, and yours is worse than Dallas Desperation. No. Focus now on you suggesting that Mike and Molly Wopped is better than Dallas Desperation because I don't know that any Mike and Molly reference is a funny reference. All right, so yes, the DA brought this up last week, said if we're going to knock him on the misses, we better bring something to the table. So I tried to come up with something here on the fly, and I really like this one. DA has mentioned Mike and Molly as a sitcom. It's kind of like an Easter egg several times over the last three years on the show. He might have just gotten to some rerun part at some point, and he likes to make those jokes because the show is about, frankly, two fat people. As Bilotti, you're aware of Mike and Molly as well here. Yes. D- D- Dallas Desperation, to me, is so la- – it's lazy. If I gave you Dallas Desperation, DA would be on top of the Mirazes lazy as we're doing any work hard. He's just taking another word that begins with a D, and he took the easy way out. This was on the Cowboys, I believe, on Monday morning. Mike McCarthy being fat is kind of a hat tip. Mike and Molly, a show we've referenced. Mike and Molly whopped about Dallas being crushed. I think that's great. I think that would have been a better version. Uh, Pete, you find Dallas this person to be a miss? No. And is and and mine a worse miss? I, no, I, yours is a worse miss. You, for, here's, the, for, here's the thing, though, Sean. You cannot ex- have to explain it in, like, three paragraphs what your headline is. That, that totally ruins the whole thing. My, I think Dallas desperation is is okay. It's not the best, but you know what? You need those 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 small two point layups. You don't need a, always a three point shot to get the the ball rolling. So I I go with Dallas desperation. It's not bad. So I went miss. Pete's going hit. Bogus had a hit or a miss? No, it's still a miss. But you missed more than Da did. That's okay. correct. All right, so it's a miss. I'm sure. I guess it was a swing, swing or miss. We're still trying to tinker with this, folks. The pitch, swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees, swinging at that pitch. All right, number two, so we went there. Bogus, I'm going to now give D.A. credit because I crushed him for one. To me, I think this one actually was the best headline of the week, and it also came from Monday's show. It was Tighten the Screws. Quote, will the NFL drop the hammer on Tennessee? So he gives you a couple toolbox things there, and he plays Mm. off the name Titans by using a Titan, like Titan the Screw reference, different spelling, obviously. I loved Titan the Screws. I think DA actually took a a big celebratory lap like Wade Boggs on the horse after the 96 World Series for this one. (laughs) Fellas, you're with me on a hit from DA. Yeah, no doubt. This one caught my eye in the email Monday morning for this segment. That one is a winner. That one's creative. It explains the topic uh, perfectly. That is definitely a swing. What do we? Yeah, we're gonna go swing. We're calling it swing. 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 (laughs) Bogus. I mean, Bilotti, swing for you as well. That's a swing. I like tools. All right. (laughs) Let's clip that. All right. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees, swinging at that pitch. Let's get to number three of our five here. Monday morning, a lot of Monday morning ones. I think D.A. feels himself on those football Mondays. Barely breathing. Quote, is Matt Nagy's offense overrated? So barely breathing, and it should be noted B-E-A-R-L-Y. Again, changing the spelling for the Chicago Bears. I didn't like this one to me. Big time miss. He's trying too hard there with alliteration, playing off the Bears, all of that. Give me a matted down like Matt Nagy. Play off Nagy's name there. I prefer a matted down would be my suggestion if I'm going miss. Fellas, swing or a miss on barely breathing. That's a strike three on the corner for me. I would have I, I would have <laughs> so went, went with the traditional bear hunt for that one. 
right. I don't. I don't hate bear hunts. Bear hunts better than barely breathing. I still think matted down is better. But uh, bogish. Yeah. I, so this is the least miss of the three. We're gonna be under consideration this week. I didn't. I didn't mind this. It made me sing the song like I am barely breathing. Like that popped in my head uh. right away when I saw it. So I don't hate it. Um, I might have gone Nick Foles centric with the with the with the title here because Foles had come in and finally started and actually did nothing better than Mitchell Trubisky could have done. So I might have went Foles over Nagy, but um, barely breathing is barely wow that's on purpose. Uh, barely a miss for me. The pitch, swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. Whoa! All right, well I'm gonna go with my last hit of the day. Here. This also from Monday. I didn't mean for these to be Mondays. Monday just had a lot of eye grabbers. Pirate booty. Are the Bucks a real title contender? Here's why it's a hit for me or a swing for me. Pirate booty is a great snack. You get to get that like the white cheddar popcorn involved mm. there. Plus, I think the word booty is not used enough in language and. I don't know. I think that, that we've done enough Brady puns over the over the years. Here would be my only question for it being a hit. Booty is also a term used to say something isn't good, right? Like, he's booty. So if you say pirate booty, wouldn't that suggest we're kind of going a negative connotation here? But he is asking, are the Bucks a real title contender as if it's positive? But I still liked it. It made me laugh. It gave me a cheery smile on a Monday. Pirate booty is a swing for me. You know what? I'm actually going to disagree with you on this one. I thought Whoa. this was more miss than swing. I thought this one was almost Dallas desperation. This was a little too obvious for me. Um, based off of the are the Bucks a real title contender, I might have gone with something like worth a buck or something like that to see, hmm. like to talk about the value of the Buccaneers before I went with Pirate Booty. How about that? Okay, so Bogus went miss, Bilotti. I'll take a double into the gap. Uh, I'm going to go with a swing on this one. I, I don't think there's a problem with this. It's a simple, it's a simple headline. And and you see, the problem is we can't overthink any of this stuff. We, as I mentioned before, the best ones is when you don't overthink it. And I think pirate booty is is not going to be the top one, but it's it's going to be a solid headline that'll get people. Oh, hey, it's about the bucks. The pitch, swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. All right, now last but not least, we will close with this, folks. Bogish and I ripped the Philly thing to shreds a week ago. DA can't figure this out. On Friday last week, he went with, Save our Sixers. Can Doc Rivers rescue Philly? Now, we talked about the, the Rocky stuff. We could go through with the Eagles. There's plenty of good Philly puns. My only assumption here on a big-time miss for me is the save part is he's trying to play with Doc and Doctor. Not too obvious there to me. I think Rivers has more puns or maybe a what's up, Doc, and just go straight with that could have been better. Save our Sixers. Bogus. This sucks. Yeah, I don't even know what it means. Like what? What is it? Just save our Sixers? Is there a, a, a like an under me that I'm missing here? Is it a reference to something? I just this one I don't get. This is another one that we just mailed in. I you could have there's stock rivers between doctor stuff, rivers flowing down a river. I mean, it's, oh, there's so many built-in easy alternatives. And save our Sixers. I mean, you must have been tired from all his pumpkin picking this weekend. <laughs> and Pete, your thoughts? Uh, I would have uh, did something a little more creative with the Doc Rivers uh, side of it. I I think it's a little. It was a little weak. And, and to go with Bogus's point, um, it was probably a little bit of tiring from all that uh, apple, whatever you guys did, apple cider, apple pumpkin picking, drinking beer, all that stuff. Apples. All right, that Pete is, and I will discuss on side C of the PGP. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. And that is your swing or a miss. The pitch. Swing and a miss, and he went down to his knees swinging at that pitch. Now, real quickly, John, before we let you go, I did want to bring up, now we have both of you here, chaos on Tuesday's show early on. Bogish missed his first update of the day because he's obviously working remotely and his system continues to crash. Let me just say, I don't know what it was like for you two frantic. Pete, not a happy camper with you, Bogus. you got to get this equipment figured out. I'm, Pete is in my ear going, this guy, Bogus, can't get his equipment going. Pete, your, your thoughts on Bogus continuing to have equipment trouble at home. Are you frustrated? Are you angry? Have you vented to him like you vented to me? Uh, we've talked about this on uh, many occasions. Uh, his, the equipment that they give, not just Bogus, but the anchors, is, let's just say, uh, quality. Uh, so, you know, it's always going to have problems shutting down and whatnot. But uh, I, I think that the, the big the big problem is is 
whenever it shuts down, it shuts down right in the middle of something I need to hit. And, of course, when this whole thing took place, I need to fire 15,000 production bits. So there goes my uh, frustration. And then everyone trying to fix the problem when we couldn't fix the problem through Zoom, as Mr. Kaplan tried to point out. Now, and also Pete was not happy with Kaplan. Bring it up that we should bring up the Zoom audio as well. Can Kaplan let me do my job? Now, Bogus, am I the only one getting this repeat, or are you at least getting it when you can't connect? Or can he not even hear you? Is that the problem? So you're not even getting it? No, no, no. So I can, we were texting. So the problem, first of all, is not on my end. It's in the studio, and it wasn't right. even in Pete's studio. Normally, Pete can fix it, or the engineer can fix it, but we needed to go a level above that to get it really fixed today. It was a bigger problem than normal. So I get Pete's angst at the engineer who is not fixing it fast enough for our liking. So Pete doesn't complain about me to me. My complaints go to you. His complaints about the engineer come to me. It's like a right. vicious circle of Pete <laughs> angst. <laughs> it, it, well, it, it's frustration. It's, it's a lot of frustration. I mean, it, it, it's something very unnecessary that we both don't need, Bogus and I don't need, and, and I'm just tired of it. I'm over it. That's hysterical. By the way, it should be noted between you two frantically doing this. I just get a text from a bunch of my friends. The to cap this whole PGP off, the tweet of me saying I'm legitimately the funniest person to be a public figure from West Babylon has now had my friends ripping me to shreds, saying my ego's out of control and I've been uninvited <laughs> to a situation later on in December because of this. So, All right. <laughs> just so you guys know, I just I'm getting this now. People now from my hometown are not happy that I've taken that stance and it's a bad scene for me on the front in West Babylon. They like so, Geraldo too. I can't believe what this day is gone, where this PGP is gone. There's been Pete frustration. There's been Sean Forrest. There's been Swinger Amiss. There's been Pirate's Booty. There's been so much here that's happened. It's insane. And Andrew Kaplan, stop bringing up ideas for the show. Leave that to Pete. Enough, Kaplan. Gentlemen, that is going to wrap it for the PGP. You got Andrew Bogus. Bogus, your Twitter handle is? At Andrew Bogus. Me at Mraz CBS and Pete, you're a what at Pete the Booty? What, what do you? What's your Twitter handle? Oh, uh, Pete the Body at Pete, Pete the Body. Pete the Body. Maybe Pete the Booty is where we should go with that. Oh All no, right. it's not. Not, not <laughs> where we should go with that. Mm-hmm. That is going to wrap it up. How did you do? All right. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.